Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine. As we listen, share, and explore in this hour together, I invite us all to join together as one conscious global heart. As we take a deep breath in, and relax out with a sound. Ah. To gently ground our being in calm stillness. Meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Ah. It is so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of the one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you for joining me again today, wherever you are right now on the planet, whatever time it is for you. Know that you are greatly welcomed and your presence is celebrated. And it gives me great delight to welcome back again our return guest, Nancy Rhines. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Nancy. I'm just going to read your bio so anyone who's listening in for the first time can get a kind of feel for where you're coming from. Nancy is a leading voice for personalizing the wisdom of near-death experiences, developing our heart-centered intuition and living a life of inspired creativity. Known for her fun, light-hearted demeanor, Nancy teaches others how to live a more heaven-inspired life. As a scientist and corporate trainer, for two decades, Nancy considered herself as an atheist. She remained an atheist until her life-changing bicycling accident and near-death experience. Now, Nancy is an avid spiritual seeker as well as a practitioner of compassion, kindness, contemplative prayer, and being the change we wish to see. Nancy's book, Awakenings from the Light, dives into these and other topics, giving the reader concrete examples of how to make heaven's wisdom a very real part of life on earth. She has been a featured speaker at the IAN's annual conference, the Shifting Your Reality conference, and with Eben Alexander at the Vale Symposium. For more about Nancy, visit http double dot two slashes Nancy with a capital N, small a n c y, capital R. Y-N-E-S dot com. 
Ah, that was funny, wasn't it? That was a bit of fun. <laughs> My mind went, oh, how am I going to explain that? <laughs> oh, dear. So welcome, Nancy, to the Sounds of the Heart, the atheist who died and went to heaven and returned awakened. Thank oh. you, Sandy. <laughs> Woohoo, so, we're on a wave of love. It's great to be here with you again. Yeah, wonderful to have you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you said on your near-death experience that you, when you arrived in heaven, there was like a guide or a messenger for you that was waiting to kind of have a conversation with you and share all the beauty and the wonder and the grace and the glory and the love. So I'm curious, spiritual guides, angels, beings from other realms, what role can they play in our lives and do we all have access to them? What a super, super question. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about it first by stating what role that they've had in my life. And, and, and I've been in contact with two different types of I guess, guidance systems, if you will. I mean, there's always spirit or God, whatever you want to term that bigger, higher power. Um, that, that presence has always been there. I'm not, I'm not going to speak to that right now. I'm going to speak to those beings who, who we might consider guides or protectors in some way. Mm-hmm. So the, the woman that I, or the being that I met who appeared to be a woman in my NDE explained that she had she was my spiritual guide and that everybody has at least one mm. and up to two or three depending on I, I guess what kind of work you're planning on doing in your life and um, and what you've agreed to do beforehand but mostly w- what I've seen with people is they have typically one main guide and maybe one or two subsidiaries that come in and help out and everybody does have them mine have been here with me from the beginning although I wasn't really truly conscious of them so she's been here and and the the spiritual guide is typically there with you kind of that that little voice in your heart or that little whispering in your soul that might give you a little nudge once in a while in a certain direction or who might help provide clarity in times of confusion or if you have a a question about you know what what might be a good way to proceed they can help out now I'll say that they're also not allowed to make your decisions for you nor do they want to they're simply there to help clarify situations or to give you alternative options that you may have not thought about. So when I speak to my spiritual guides and ask questions like, um, for example, I'm ha- it might be somebody at work or, or a relationship. So if I'm having trouble with maybe a coworker and I'm, we're not quite connecting the way that I would like to on a project, I might ask my spiritual guides to help me clarify the situation. What's going on here that I need to see? Mm. And and they help 
given a little bit of time, sometimes no time at all, it can be almost immediately, but they help clarify the situation for me. So what I mean by that is some, it's actually, I did this once and the person who I was having a conflict with all of a sudden, totally out of character came up to me and just spilled his guts about what was going on in his life and he'd been very closed before that and and just completely out of character started talking to me about all this stuff that was going on in his life that was preventing him from really connecting at, with other people at work and and I and that came within 24 hours of me asking the question what do I need to see about this person or this relationship to help me move forward mm. so it can happen very quickly so there the the spiritual guides that in my own experience have been there just to help uh keep me on my path uh, they're they're like best friends you know they'll they they act as sounding boards as um opin- you know other opinions other ways to proceed and they help clarify things so there, mm-hmm. and that's the spiritual guide. Um, and now everybody also has access to the beings that we would call angels or the angelic realm. And there are many, many, many different types mm-hmm. of these light beings or angels. Um, and they reside at different levels of the vibrational frequency. So some are at a, and there's no there's no implicit I'm better than you because I have a higher frequency. It's just that they exist at different frequencies, and the ones that we mostly have access to easily in our lives are the ones that are closer to our frequency. And when I first started contacting them in real time. It was the, earlier this, uh, about May or June. Actually, I think it was May. They had been there all along, and I, I heard whisperings from them. But I, I was a little bit afraid. I was intimidated, so I didn't reach out. But once I did, they explained to me, as with my guides, that they have been with me all along. And their main role truly is as protector, or helping us get things done. So they're a mm-hmm. little bit different for me than the guides. Uh, they're more active. And my main, the main uh, angelic being who I connect with regularly, um, and I have a difficulty pronouncing his or her name, it's Ash Ariel. And this being has been my physical protector many different times in my life. I've had several accidents where I could have died and each one of those times this being has, he showed me, he wrapped, he kind of wrapped me up in a cushion of spiritual love and kept me safe. Mm. And so he, he, I call him he because he often shows up that way, but truly this being is genderless. Um, he's been there to help me fulfill my mission here on this planet. And 
they, I kind of call them the, these angels that are close to us and help us out. They're kind of boots on the ground, meaning they're, they really like to get in and there and help us as much as they can. And, and they, are, again, are there for everyone. Everyone can learn to connect with them. It takes practice. It takes belief. It takes letting go of the disbelief is a big one. It takes letting go of fear. And it takes really establishing a, a quiet practice, meaning, you know, five or 10 to even 20 minutes a day where you just sit quietly and allow um, allow your mind to rest as much as possible. Because these beings often speak or commute, I shouldn't say speak because they don't really speak. They often communicate to me and others through a very gentle, intuitive sense within our inner being. And I feel it in my heart, but other people might feel it in a different part of their body or, you know, even as thoughts in their minds. Um, but they're very gentle nudges. They're very gentle communications. And if we're not careful, if we don't pay attention, and if we're overridden with fears and anxiety and a, a chatty mind, we can easily lose those, those communications from these beings. Mm, mm. It's like um, taking the time to tune our frequency and so it's like tuning in a radio and making sure we're on the right bandwidth to receive the messages that we need to receive. And right. if we're in if we're in a place of stress or worry or um, anxiety or any kind of fear consciousness, then we're not going to be able to hear that that gentle um, whispering because it's not this drive and force that the um, ego has, that the mind has. Right. So it's, it's a very different to receive um, that energetic um, feedback and right. to tune ourselves into that. Right. The other thing too with fear is it is a lower vibrational frequency, but the other thing to note is if you're if you have fears about contacting these beings they will totally respect your fear and and back off they don't want to make you even more afraid mm. so if you're fearful and i was for a long time i was actually fearful about seeing these angelic presences i don't know why i was but i was and they stayed away until I became okay with it in my own heart. And then once I became okay with it, I expressed that aloud to them, and then they showed up. But they they have told me that they very much respect your fears, and they don't want to scare people. They're not here to frighten people. They're here to help. Mm. But, if, but if they sense that their presence is going to be is going to cause you anxiety or fear or something like that, they, they'll back off. So just before you try any of this, make sure that within your own heart, you truly are okay with beginning this communication. And just mm. express that, you know, just 
say that to them during a meditation or after a meditation. Um, just express aloud that, all right, my angels and guides, I'm, I'm here. I've let go of my fear and I really want to connect with you on a real-time basis. And I'd love it if you could connect with me and communicate with me. It just takes a little bit of an invitation to start the process. Mm, mm. And have you ever asked us to, you know, have any sign to, like, when you were starting out with that practice and and um, getting to trust that they were actually there and that they were there to support and love and guide you? Mm-hmm. Did you kind of ask for kind of direct feedback so that you could recognize their vibrational frequency or their how they were there to support you physically or or in real time. The, so the I'll tell you the story of of starting my conversation with um, my guardian angel uh, Ashkariel. He I'll call him he. Um, I had started asking to speak to the angels. You know. Um, I say late May, and about a week later during one of my meditations, he showed up, and he was this beautiful, he showed up first as this beautiful golden beam of light, and I I, I was a little bit, I wasn't skeptical, I was just concerned. I had done my protection practice before, communi- before starting the communication, but I was still a little bit nervous as to who this being was. So I said that, you know, I actually expressed that aloud, you know, who are you? And I just want to make sure that, you know, you are someone who I really want to be working with. And he showed me this beautiful picture and he's the one that has been helping me, um, stay stay alive basically my entire life mm-hmm. and he showed me different images of him being with me throughout different points in my life and one of them was you know when I was four or five years old I fell off this huge scaffolding I was climbing I was a climbing you know crazy climbing kid when I was little and I climbed to this top of this 30 foot scaffolding and and fell off and hit my head on the on the concrete below and he showed me that he had wrapped me kind of in you know it, we would say his wings but it really was divine mm. love and protected me and he showed me several different incidences throughout my life where he had been there to help me and then he said but you know if you are afraid I'll leave now because I don't want you to be afraid. I'm here to help. And and I said, well, just tell me first who what your name is, and and then I well, then we can go from there. And he's he pronounced his name, and I can't. It was just a, a huge garble to me in my human language. It was squeaks and kind of um, I don't even know how to describe it. But then he pronounced it. In, in kind of an English form, and that's where the Ashkariel came from. And then he spelled it. And he spelled it 
out for me, A-S-A-R-I-E-L. And I said, well, that's cool, but I've never heard of you. You know, I was only familiar with, you know, Michael, Raphael, Ariel, and Gabriel. That was just all I had heard about as an atheist. So I said, I don't know who you are, but what I'm going to do is I was um, um, off actually on a hike when this happened, and I decided to stop on the way home at the bookstore, and lo and behold, they had a book called The Encyclopedia of Angels. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Just this crazy little bookstore happened, and it wasn't even a spiritual bookstore. It was just a bookstore. Mm -hmm. And um, so I walked in, and, you know, and they had this book, and I opened it up. There he was, right there, A-S-A-R-I-E-L. And it explained the type of, of angel he was, and... He was the angel of, of, we're associated with the planet Neptune, but he was also associated with helping people develop their, their intuition and creativity and clairvoyance. So I thought, well, that's really interesting. <laughs> mm. Here he was. He showed up in my life, told me his name, and then I looked him up and there he was. So... I was still a little bit nervous about that, but what I did is I just trusted for a little while, knowing that I do have the power of choice. I don't necessarily have to take any advice that these beings give to me, and I just allowed him to speak to me over the course of several weeks, and the conversations were always very, very positive very uplifting, very spiritually centered, very loving, and also at the same time challenging me to do better, to be Mm -hmm. better, to improve myself, and to improve the world. So Mm -hmm. it it was trust that developed over several conversations. You know, if he would have, if he would have said, oh, just go off and, you know, it doesn't matter how you treat people. You can treat people badly. You can, you know, uh, treat your kids badly. You can be a drug addict. You can do this or that bad thing. Um, you can have all these self-destructive habits and still be okay. If you would have said anything like that, it would have been end of story right there. But all of his conversations with me were challenging yet also very uplifting and encouraging so Mm -hmm. that's one of the guidelines I teach people is pay attention to the to the communication does it feel challenging in a positive way is it encouraging is it spiritual is it love-based if it's not stop the communication with that being and learn how to protect yourself better but for the most part it will this communication if you go into it with a good mindset and ask for protection from the divine you'll be fine you'll you ask to connect with the highest vibrational being possible who will be there to help you out for your highest good and you should be good to go but always pay attention to what the being is saying 
or communicating to you. Mm. Yes, it's really important to align ourselves with the energy and vibrational frequency of what we really are and to, to be in that highest vibration of love consciousness and the light frequency of that. So, um, so is this why it's so important for us to develop our capacity to listen and trust our intuition? It is. I think um, it, it isn't just to connect with angels or spiritual guides. It's also to connect with our own soul or our own higher self and that divine presence as well. So if we can quiet down the chatter of the ego, which oftentimes it wants to protect us, but it oftentimes derails us. If we can practice quieting that chatter down, we'll be more in tune with divine guidance, whether that comes directly from our creator or your own soul, your own higher self, or your other guidance systems. Um, Those, the communication that comes through from those channels comes through very quietly in in our intuition. So in my book, I say that really your intuition or your inner wisdom is your internal guidance system or your internal GPS. It keeps you on track for the purpose that you've set out to, to be on in this lifetime. And, you know, God and your own soul and your guides are always there to help keep you on that path that you originally wanted to be on when you came here. So the more that you can keep in that space of being in tune with your intuition or your heart sense, you'll know if you're on your path or not. You'll it it for me anyway, it feels I just know it. I it feels right inside if I'm doing the thing that I know I need to be doing next. If I get off track, I can also feel that because then my heart sense starts to feel heavy and a little bit cluttered and maybe even a little bit anxious. So I use that internal intuition as my guidance system for where do I want to be in my life? Am I on the path that I wanted to be on? Is this the right path for me or is this not the right path for me? Um, and I'll say if I would have listened to this intuition earlier in my life, <laughs> things would be very different in a very, you know, they would have been more positive earlier on in my life rather than waiting till I was almost 50. Um, but I got yeah. off track and it's easy for that to happen. Yeah. And, and also in, in acknowledging that and realizing that we also understand that everything is perfect and divine timing and divine order mm-hmm. and our soul evolves and expands and grows. Um, and so everything, every experience that we have, our soul has said yes to as part of its process for growth and evolution. So it's not about feeling guilty or bad or, you know, beating ourselves up. It's just like 
we just need to trust that everything is in divine timing and divine order. And when we are truly ready, we will open ourselves up and receive that gift of grace and open ourselves up to um, heaven's um, graces and beauty and guidance and peace and love um, and to receive that. So let's just tune into that and just feel that within our own heart space and our own souls as it's time for us to take a short break now, lovelies. This is Sandy Goldstone and my guest is the delightful Nancy Rhines. And you are listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on Voice America, 7th Wave Channel. Stay tuned and we'll be back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Sandy Goldstone wants to help you start your true self journey. Sandy works with all issues and ages for individuals, couples, and groups. She is a spiritual teacher and holistic counselor of the Heart's Way in Perth, Australia. It's time to gift yourself with knowing your own lightness of being, beauty, and truth. You can feel relaxed, loving, wise, joyful, and peaceful, whatever your experiences have been or what challenges you are currently facing. Are you ready? Let's do it. Say yes and call or contact Sandy Goldstone in Australia on 011-61420-399-287 or reach out to her on Facebook at Sandy Grace Goldstone and start your true self journey. Right now, Sandy is offering a special gift. Mention the radio show Sounds of the Heart and receive a 40% discount on each of your first two 90-minute Skype sessions. That's just $99 to start your true self journey with Sandy Goldstone. For more information or to receive this special offer, email soundsoftheheart at hotmail.com. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to the Sounds of the Heart. To find out more about our program, visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America. And I am your host, Sandy Goldstone, talking with my delightful guest, Nancy Rhines. Now, as we were going to the break, Nancy, we were talking about um, why it's so important for us to develop our capacity to listen and trust our intuition. And last week on the show, you were talking about how each night you um, do these love prayers for your community, for your family, for the um, good of you know, the collective consciousness. And so I was just wondering um, whether you'd like to take us through a process of that because there's so much uncertainty and change and shift that is happening right now. We've got the elections coming up next week for America. We've got the, you know, the Dakota um, pipeline that is going through um, against the, you know, the indigenous community and, 
just really allowing ourselves to tap into that source of love consciousness and see that there is only gentleness and kindness and compassion and and in and an attitude and a spirit of inclusivity. It's not about separation. It's not about scarcity. It's not about force and control. So would you like to take us through a process that connects us deeply with our hearts and souls and the energy of that? I would love to. So if anybody is, um, if you're driving or otherwise operating a vehicle right now, please obviously Don't close your eyes and do this meditation with us, but just listen in and then work with it once you get into a safe place. So I do this every night, um, usually for at least 15 minutes before I go to bed. And what I do is I just get in a comfortable chair. And for me, I usually have my head and neck supported um, just because it's easier for me to relax that way. If you prefer to be in a lotus or half lotus position, that is perfectly fine too. Um, It's up to you how you want to sit through this meditation. Or you can even lay down if you would like. So the first thing that we'll, we'll do is, let me just explain it briefly and then we'll walk through it. So what we'll be doing is taking in some deep breaths um, into our belly. Just we'll do that for a few breaths. And then after that, I'll ask you to focus on the word love, L-O-V-E. Just focus on that word love as we breathe for a few minutes. And nothing special, just as you're breathing in, I want you to feel as if you're breathing love in. And then feel that circulating in you and try just to become one with that word love. And then I'll prompt you, this is where I go into embracing the world with love when we get to a place where we're relaxed in this for for some people it might take 10 minutes to get there Um, it might take 15 it might take two uh, i don't know you'll you can practice it on your own but once you get into that place where you're feeling like you're really reverberating the word love around in your heart then what i want you to do is we'll exhale And just visualize a wave of love going out from you in a circle or a sphere. And you can visualize any color of love that you want. I usually visualize pink for some reason. But I'll have you just visualize with every exhale, I want you to visualize a big bubble of love emanating out from you. And don't put too much thought to it. Just let it flow. It might only go as far as your home. It might go into your neighborhood. Um, It doesn't matter at this point that you force it out into the world. Just let it flow. So let's start by taking some deep breaths in. And breathe into your belly if you can. And exhale. And again, breathe in. And then just exhale comfortably. And breathe in again. And just let it go when you're ready. 
Now I want you to focus on breathing normally, but yet still breathing a little bit deeply and in, into your belly if you can, but don't make such an effort of it. And as you're breathing in, I want you to feel the word love vibrating around in your heart and in your mind. Just focus on the word love. And whatever the word love means to you. Let the word love become one with your heart. Let it filter through your whole being as much as you can. And with each breath in, I want you to feel like you're pulling in divine love into your being. And just let the word love float around in your body and your mind. And you may start to feel yourself drifting off into another thought. And if you do that, just repeat the word love to yourself in your mind silently. And come back to the word love. It's perfectly normal that our egos want to take over. But just come back to the word love. Feel that divine love floating around you and through you. Feel divine love supporting you and embracing you because it's there with you right now. By focusing your mind on the word love, you bring yourself in alignment with that word and that energy and that divine presence. Just let the word love float through you. Now we're going to turn that love outward. And when you're comfortable with it, on your next exhale, I want you to visualize a bubble or an energy wave of love, a gentle energy wave of love emanating out from you in just a little burst. And just breathe love out into the world. Breathe back in normally. And then on your next exhale, just envision another bubble of love floating out from you. And with each exhale, send out another wave of loving energy to the world. Let the love flow out from you. Visualize it going off into your neighborhood and just let it flow where it will. 
Thank you, Nancy. It's so wonderful to remind ourselves to take the time to connect in and to have that sense of knowing, that deep realisation that we are a part of this unified field of love that unites us all and that we are never separate from it, that it's impossible to be separate from it. So in that place and space, it can meet any fear or worry or discord and transform and transcend it back to the love and the light of the oneness of all that is. And it just is about us taking the time to be still and to go within and to remind ourselves that's who and what we truly are. And it is this consciousness that is awake and alive within us and around us. And it is this consciousness that allows us to transform and transcend individually within ourselves and collectively as we awaken at this time and to if we have any fear to just surrender that into that vibrational frequency of love and let that bring about the change so from your experience what would our lives look like sound like feel like if we chose to live a life of inspired creativity. Okay. It feels like Nancy is still off in the um, in the sphere of being in that love vibration, that love vibrational frequency of love consciousness. So when we choose to live a life of inspired creativity, I think. Am I back on? You are back on, love. (laughs) You went right off into the sphere, the stratosphere with life consciousness. So welcome back. I think my mute button got pushed. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That everything is perfect. Everything is as it as it needs to be as it's unfolding in this moment now. <laughs> and this is such a beautiful lesson from Grace to remind us that it's not about perfection. It's just about being real with what is and being in that playful, joyous celebration with life and the unfolding of it. However crazy and kind of, um, you know, weird and idiosyncratic it might appear to be at that time. So I was just um, asking the question, Nancy, from your experience, what would our lives look like, sound like, feel like if we chose to live a life of inspired creativity? So it's... um it's a really amazing life that I've been shown. I'm, I will admit that I'm not 100% there yet. It's still a work in progress for me, but it's, 
I'm getting closer to it, but what I've seen in my own life and what I've been shown is that it really puts you in the space of divine flow, of of divine purpose, of divine love. And things, when I know that now I'm in the zone, I'm in that creativity zone more and more, things just flow in to me and out of me. And what I mean by that is not only ideas for creative projects, but just ideas and love and thoughts and feelings in general just flow without me giving it much thought. So I feel as though I am at one with divine presence when I'm in that zone. And things just happen. So for example, um, if I'm not in that zone, I feel like I'm struggling. I feel like everything I'm doing is an uphill battle. Um, things just don't work right, it, at least from my perspective. That's what it seems like. It feels like I'm fighting and fighting and fighting a battle. But when I am in that zone of inspired creativity and I listen to my inner guidance, things just happen right along as they should. And it's really bizarre because I don't have to give it much thought. And in fact, if I think too much, it hinders the flow. So what I mean by all that is um, events just happen and unfold in a positive way, one after another, right in front of me without me really doing all that much to make them happen. The path just opens up before me. Um, the right person that I need to see may show up. In fact, here's an example. Um, a few months ago, I was in the zone. I was in this flow of divine creativity or inspired creativity. And I had a thought one morning. There was a, a, a couple, two authors who lived um, a few hundred miles away from me who many months before had expressed interest in working on a project with me. And one morning out of the blue when I was in this flow, I thought about them and I thought very briefly, wow, wouldn't it be fun to do a project with them? And then I just let it go. And not an hour later, (laughs) out of the blue, they contacted me. Mm. After months and months. And so this is what I mean. It, it, when you're in that zone of inspired creativity, and it doesn't have to be producing an object or producing a thing, it's a flow of creativity. It's a flow in and out. You don't hold on to things. You let them come in and go out. Um, things just unfold for you in the right way, and there isn't much struggle. And it could be very surprising, um, like these these two authors who all of a sudden contacted me after many months. Very delightful surprises. Things that you need to have in your life to make your next step or to take your next step will just be there for you. Um, it isn't, perhaps in our human lives, um, many of us will never be 100% there all of the time. 
But I believe, and I've seen in my own life, it's possible to live there most of the time. But what it what it entails is a lot of going within and listening to that her wisdom that you have, listening to that intuition, listening to those little nudges. And sometimes you you know you can ask out loud, ask God, but but just listen to that those callings and and voice in your heart to make sure that you're on that right path. Mm-hmm. And and that will help put you in the flow of that inspired creativity. But if you struggle against it, if you think, oh, this can't be happening, or I don't want this to happen, or this isn't happening the way I think it should, then it will kind of evaporate for you for a time, and then you'll have to get back in that zone again. Mm. Mm. So it's it's really allowing the being to to bec- doing from the being instead of doing from the doing, and right. there's a very different energy to that, and there's an openness and an allowance and a non-attachment because everything's impermanent, and we're no longer in that. Um, thought process of scarcity but we dwell in the midst of infinite abundance because we are part of that universal field of love which everything is supplied from that place in space so we can relax and we can let go because we know that that life is benevolent and has our back right is one with us is for us you're so right that, that we do have to allow and just let go and let go of the attachment to a specific outcome that we think is the right one. Um, you know, where would I be today if I would have thought that the change in my life three years ago was going to be a job change? And, and instead, what it was was a near-death experience and a complete shift in my entire being, if I would have struggled against that, I wouldn't be in the flow of where I am today. I'd still be struggling and angry and upset. So yeah, you have to just, at some at some point, just let it go and, and flow with it. Mm-hmm. So it becomes, you know, thy will be done, not my will. Exactly. You got it. Yeah, yeah. So just quickly before we go to close in the last few minutes, being the embodiment of heaven on earth now, how possible is it for us to co-create this reality with divine love? It is It is possible, especially if we keep our focus in on our own lives. Don't, you know, what my guides have told me is that it can be very sp- stressful to try to change the entire world right now. They they are suggesting that if we do this, if we want to create or bring divine love into our own life and to, and to basically co-create a new reality, focus on your own life. You can totally do it in your own life right now. And that will, like ripples on a pond, go out from you in ways that you can't imagine. So focus in on your own life. Focus in on being a source of love for others. Focus in on kindness, on being a source of kindness and compassion. You know, if you have 
any psychological issues that need to be taken care of, get them taken care of. Um, go get help with that. But but focus on really just transforming your life to be a source of divine love for the people in your life as well as yourself. Encircle yourself in that. And, and don't worry so much about the rest of the world right now. Together, if each one of us does this in our own world, we'll change the world anyway. So just focus in on on bringing that divine love into your own life and allowing that to impact your family and your friends and and keep your focus there rather than the whole world. Mm. Mm. Yes, it's about releasing those kind of drives to want to rescue, fix, and save. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, lovelies, for your heart's loving presence and for sharing in this hour's magical, mysterious, fun an insightful heart-centered share with Nancy Rhines about her NDE and in an instant our lives can be transformed by the light of grace and we can be awakened to know ourselves to be a beautiful radiant conduit for the wisdom of the universe and a co-creator with this divine love being the embodiment of heaven on earth now till our hearts join together as one next week I send you much love and blessings from my heart to yours. May your week be overflowing with all that you are always now. Love, joy and peace. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Sounds of the Heart. Sandy Goldstone invites you to join her again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Connect to your own divine nature in the coming week and explore within.